and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. And they've cast the 600-metre peg astern. And the leader here still is Grazi uh, held together. Now Ponderosa was off its back and moving up. A length away then came Cousin Muscles. Hasn't been asked for an effort yet, but as they sprint up in front, it's called a little bit uh, flat-footed. Then back behind them, catch a spark. And... And on it, Bowers, last of all. Ponderoso swept to the lead, though. Gave Grazi Winburn when it went past. And Ponderoso, two, three in front. And they were followed then by Grazi battling away, followed by Cousin Muscles, but Ponderoso. Lacey Morrison's won by three and a half. Ponderoso winning the last race at Mariba on Boxing Day and wrapping up what was a fantastic day for Lacey Morrison and Charlie Hoffman with a treble to those ladies. More on that as we roll into Bush Beats for another week here on Radio Tab. Hi, everyone. Welcome along and hope you had a nice Christmas into a couple of little holidays around. But, of course, the wheels of racing just keep on rolling along and uh, still plenty of race action around the countryside. We're going to look back at that Mariba program from the weekend and also look at what's coming up over this uh, festive period into the new year. And counting down, of course, to uh, the uh, the big day for uh, those that are qualified for the Magic Millions Country Cup that's coming up at the Gold Coast in a uh, week or so. Uh, there was a qualifier there at Townsville last Tuesday and another one at the Transferred Warwick program today. We'll talk more about that as we roll into the show this morning. Well, he was uh, absent from our airwaves last week, but we're thankful that we still have him with us this week. Rob Luck is with us on Bushbeat. Good morning, Rob. Yeah, good morning to you, Tony, and uh, a belated Merry Christmas to yourself and our listeners. And my apologies, Tony, for getting you in off the bench for, from your holiday uh, to fill in. I had a pretty decent excuse um, <laughs> that I felt. I uh, I was actually in the recovery room when it was the middle of Bushbeat last week because uh, I had to come down and have an angiogram and uh, as a result of that, there's a couple of significant, maybe three significant blockages in the old heart. So uh, mm. lining up for a um, heart operation, a triple bypass on the 6th of January, they're going to fit me in. So I couldn't get in before Christmas, but uh, they've let me out and I'm at uh, Courtney's house at the moment and I'll go down to the coast to visit Mike for a few days. But, uh, yeah, it's one of those things. Uh, Tony, it, it's interesting when you go shopping. You know, we know we have trouble keeping up with our wives and our daughters when they dart from shops to shop, but mm. that was one of the indicators to me. Um, I, was, I was having trouble catching up <laughs> and uh, getting a bit short of breath and a bit of burning sensation in the chest. And thank goodness the uh, medical staff in Longreach are onto it and they got me into a stress test that led to the angiogram and here we are but we're still here and certainly hope to be and looking forward to bush beat down the track well hopefully they can get you in and out and all sorted quickly because you have told them that the uh, sales are on the following week at the gold coast haven't you um lance just come down after she's trying to run the shop as well with uh, of course staff away etc but i made sure there's a big catalogue called 2022 gold coast yearling sale for the january <laughs> sales so um let's hope that i uh I don't do anything silly online or anything like that. It's not generally my style, but it keeps uh, keeps the time ticking over, doesn't it? But anyway, that's that's the reason. I do apologise. You were a late call up, and I've handled it, of course, extremely well, as we know. No, that's all right. The boys were very helpful to uh, get us through all of the news last week. Uh, we didn't have the Calliope Boxing Day program. Uh, that uh, meeting was uh, called off with the uh, condition of the track there, and the Warwick program last Sunday. Rob was also transferred because of some. Uh, 
uh, worries there with the track just uh, after the the winning post in the pull-up area, as Anthony Collins was describing on Racing Active with Steve earlier. So that meeting's transferred to today which left us just with Mariba from the weekend. And as we heard at the start of the show, it was a day out for Lacey Morrison and Charlie Hoffman with a, uh, a combined treble there. And this comes off the back of plenty of winners for each of them. Charlie had another treble at the Townsville program last Tuesday as well. And she's with us on Bushbeat this morning. Charlie, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Really well this morning. Congratulations on your recent run of success. Oh, look, I've had a really good week and I'm definitely on, on top of the world at the moment, so... Yeah, good morning to you. Good morning to you, Charlie. Rob here. And uh, look, I just looked at that record. In December, you've had 24 runners for 10 winners. And even more impressive, there's five individual winners in that. And I notice once they get their wins, uh, the horses seem to put a couple together for you. Um, what's been the secret? Uh, what is the change? Well, it's not necessarily a change, but what, what do you put it down to at this point? Oh, look, I can't say there's really a secret to it. It's just sort of keeping the horses on top of their game and fit and happy and, and healthy, you know, and and I don't like to work my too, my horses too hard and I've got paddocks and that out, out, out my stables and they get out a fair bit and get to have a buck and a play and, yeah, just keeping them happy. I used to make the comment uh, when interviewing trainers, uh, Charlie, and say something... Uh, and someone pulled me up on it and say, oh, gee, if you could bottle whatever it is that's making your horses win, you'd love to sell it. And I was pulled up pretty quickly for, for saying something like that. It's it's nothing like that at all. But, yeah, if you could put your finger on what it is that turns the fortunes around, oh, you'd just love to be able to keep doing whatever it is. Oh, look, I, I think it sort of comes down to definitely um, your, your staff and track work riders and, and, and the jockeys you put on them as well, you know, like you do all the hard work behind the scenes and... And having good jockeys, well, especially like Lacey and um, Justin Stanley, that's been riding them for me recently. You know, I've got the cream of the crop there and, yeah, they just get them home for me. Yeah, um, three winners at the weekend, successive races. Uh, I think it was Courting Sire and Ponderosa and Sylvester taking that open. He's a good example of this epaulette coming off a win at Townsville, the previous start. Courting Sire seems to have really turned the corner. The Mara Zara, uh, two wins and a third. It's only three runs for the stable. And Ponderosa coming off placings. And uh, uh, I think uh, Cousin Muscles, it, it turned the tides on it again. But you, you said Lacey and, and Lacey Morrison. She's jumped to the top ten in the country uh, jockey's premiership she's certainly been a big factor in in the success and and from what i've noticed charlie she seems to just pick the right moves in races she seems to sum them up very quickly oh look she she does a well first off she she knows me horses she rides and work as well um so going into the race she, she knows the horses like the back of her hand you know and she, she reads the form and does all the homework before the race and yeah, just puts it all together. And she, she's as tough as nails, you know, and she outrides a lot of them fellas. You were saying that before about having the best on board, and, and that must be a, an interesting mix with Lacey. As you say, she rides your horses in work and knows them backwards. But then Justin Stanley is, a, I guess, almost a FIFO, fly in, fly out for something like that Townsville program last Tuesday. Doesn't stop him riding plenty of winners, though, and I guess that's also that part of the familiarity. You uh, have all the confidence in putting someone like Justin on uh, when he does fly into town for some of those meetings, and he gets to know your horses quite int intimately as well. Exactly right. Like when I when I leg him up on a horse, he he can tell me what races, like their previous races, and where they were positioned, and all that, you know. And 
he seems to have a game plan in his head going in, knowing how their their riding styles and how if Lacey's ridden them previously, how she's rode them, you know. So there's not really a lot I a lot I have to tell him when I when I put him leg him up on my horses as well as Lacey, you know. So yeah, they, they they've done their homework and and they're good jockeys and that's why they're at the top and that's why I put yeah they're on. And often when you go to a race meeting, in this case, Mariba on the weekend, but when you're going, you sometimes think, I've got a chance of getting a couple of winners here to the day and it doesn't work out. What were your thoughts going into Saturday? Um, you gave them all decent chances or was it beyond expectations getting the three winners? No, look, um, courting Sarah, like she, she's been pretty honest in that and the work's been really good. She galloped um, really well previously in the week and um, I was a little bit concerned about the barrier. But then again, putting Lacey on, like she knows what she's doing and, and where to and where to put her in a race. So I was pretty confident. Um, Sylvester, well, he come off a win at, at Townsville, and he's been a model of consist- consistency for me. That horse, you know. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's he's very honest. And um, Ponderoso, well, he he needed a couple of runs to sort of to get into it. And um, yeah, look, I was pretty confident with the whole three of them. And cutest money as well. It's a big bonus with courting Sarah. And I noticed she's only had three runs for your stable. Sorry? Courting Sarah is only the three runs for your stable. She's had a couple of moves, didn't it, uh, with that particular mare? And she took the cutest money as well, which is even better. Oh, exactly, exactly right. <clears throat> when I, I think she had a fair bit of time off with feet problems and that. So when, when I got her, I just took it quite easy. Like, quite easy with her and looked after her and she just seems to have excelled in our stables and I think um, just not working her as hard and trying a bit of different gear change and the way I train my horses just sort of seems to help her a bit, you know, like she's a good eater and she can be a bit of a skittery mare and gets a bit fired up in the, in the, um, at the races and that, but yeah, she just, you just got to learn how to get to know your horses and, and, and how to work with them at the end of the day. Charlie, how many have you got in work at the moment there at Tolga? <laughs> oh geez, I, I can't I can't keep up with them. I've got a few in three. I've got eighteen in my stables. So yeah, probably up to eighteen, twenty, you know. So. And and it's a growing oh a lot of trainers do it, obviously, but it seems to be a growing trend when you said you've got the yards for them to go out and buck and play and it, it really seems to be the environment that uh is part of that key to success. Exactly right. You know, they can't sit in a box all day and when you can get them out you can like well I we take our horses um, swimming at Tinneroo Dam a fair bit too for something different and we've got a big um, paddock out behind our stables, you know, so they're not always on the track. They're either on the, they're doing different things all the time. They're not just going around in circles every day. So sometimes they just go and have a day at the dam and, and, and actually we quite enjoy it too. So Lacey and I, and I also get some of my family members and that, and we all go out and yeah, take a couple of horses and swim around and, yeah, on a hot day. And I, I love it probably more than the horses, to be honest. So. <laughs> it's it's a lovely environment up up that way, and uh, your star of the stables. Uh, well, I would have thought Macaro would shine pretty bright with that that reputation. The Cairns Amateurs and the Cairns Cup, two very good seconds. How's uh, Macaro going? Oh yeah, look, I always had a um, an opinion about that horse. The, the moment he come off my truck, I've come off the transport truck, you know, and he's definitely stood up to it. Uh, he's at, he's out in the paddock now for a couple of months, and we might just bring him in for a short prep and and then give him a freshen up and um, have a crack at the Cups again next year. So I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, and you've got another one there. I was saying before how they seem to get a couple of wins in a row. Another one called Nice Retort that seems to be progressing well. 
Yeah, well, we call him Pac-Man, but nice retort. He's another horse that's just um, pretty easy to train in the stables, you know, and he's a good eater and he just bowls around and does his job and he's he's as honest as in like as um sylvester and them sort of horses as well you know they're, they're all pretty consistent and, and that's the main thing you want is consistency in your stables you know so and yeah i've got, I've got quite a few of them what was the nickname again i just love the way these some of these nicknames come about oh the pac-man <laughs> pac-man packy <laughs> and how did that one come about oh my, my grandfather was a trainer and um he had he had a couple of horses, and one was called Spooky and Packy, and they're, they're nicknames. So when I got these fellas, I couldn't really think of a, a name out of his race name. So I had Packy, and then another horse turned up and had Spooky at the same time. So yeah, after um, horses my grandfather had been trained. I often find it uh, like Rob. It's just amazing how some of the nicknames come around. And, you know, sometimes they might you know come out of the particular name of the horse that, you know, Daybreak Rose will be called Rosie around the stables or something like that. Sometimes yeah. they'll just be called whatever someone at the stable looks at and goes, you know, you look like a Frank or you look like <laughs> a Herbie. And, and you, you hear them talk about it down around the stables uh, on race day. Yeah, have, have you got that saddle for Herbie? And you're thinking, which one are you talking about? And you're looking through the race book, you can't work out who they're talking about. Well, that's like, oh, Mercurio, Macarone, I don't know how you even pronounce it when he, when he turned up. I sort of half Googled it and it was a um, French name. So um, it actually means pimp in French. Okay. But I didn't know that at the time, but uh, I'd called him Bonjour. So that was his nickname in the stables, was Bonjour. It was French and now yeah, I thought that'll do. Better than trying I, to pronounce his real name. I always thought with some of the pronunciations, you might have been linking to John McEnroe and tennis or something there as well. He's had some interesting pronunciations over the years, hadn't he, McEnroe? Oh, for sure. I think he's been called Mesquizo or Mequiro or, yeah, like that. <laughs> That you, I, I, I usually just say, I don't care what you call him as long as he's passed the paper. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> uh, Where's some yeah. of the team headed in coming uh, weeks, shall we? Uh, look, I think we didn't go to Townsville today. We sort of had a bit of a quiet, quiet week now, and um, I think we'll be heading to Cairns ne- next. So what's that on the sixth or something like that? Yeah, Thursday so, next week. Yeah, yeah. And- I've got a couple going around there. And you said the numbers in your stable, but how long have you been training and been um, training up there at Tolga? Um, it's probably about eight years. I've got me. I've had my trainer's license for now. Um, but the last two or three years, I've really sort of knuckled down and, and got a got a fair few numbers in in my stables and that now. You know, and going good. I had I've got two little boys, so you know, I had a couple of years where. I was pregnant and sort of just kept a bit quiet and that. And, yeah, now they're at a good age and, yeah, just building the team up now. And it's a bit different, isn't it, too, that when you've got, uh, yeah, little ankle biters around like that and then you're trying to, you know, do a seven-day-a-week business as opposed to just a hobby trainer that might be going to the odd country meeting on a Saturday, you're starting to look ahead and you've got Tuesdays and Thursdays and Saturdays and, and the odd Sunday here and there. It becomes pretty busy. Oh, yeah, no, look, it's full on. I... I actually only live um, a couple of hundred metres up from my stable, so I'm pretty lucky that way. And and the kids will, oh geez, at the moment they were born, they were brought out of the hospital and straight to the racing stables. I think you know, so they don't they don't know any different, and it's a part of their life. And my um, parents are really big help, especially my mum, like with help helping out with the kids and that, and taking. You know, so I've really got to give them a lot of credit. So I wouldn't be able to do it without them. 
Yeah, I think once it's in the blood, Charlie, with the kids, um, they continue to uh, keep the trend going for you. And, I, and I'm assuming from what you're saying, it's it's full time. You haven't got other work to do as well or other jobs? No. no. <laughs> no Enough with the horses. horses. Yeah, horses and kids. So. Well, well done with the uh, the treble there at uh, Maribor on the weekend on Boxing Day and the one last Tuesday at Townsville. And lately we, we, we used to say, Charlie, that we would put the mock on people. We'd get them on bush beat and then they would just run like bastards. You wouldn't end up with any winners. But we've turned things around, haven't we, Rob, in recent times? And hopefully yeah. that winning yeah, run's going to be... Yeah, Steele's had a couple of winners yeah, since the yeah. other day. Hopefully that's <laughs> going to continue for you, Charlie, and we haven't put the mock on at all. Oh, that's right. I've heard a few trainers say they don't like to be interviewed prior to races and things like that, but it, it doesn't seem to worry me. You know, I've had a few interviews prior and, and they'll come out and, and, and won anyway. So, But everyone has their superstitions, but uh, that's not my thing, so I'll be right. I, th- I think the biggest worry there is being interviewed by Michael Charge, trying to get him away from you is the hardest part. <laughs> oh, especially after, yeah, in Townsville and that, like when you put straight on the spot and you've got adrenaline pumping through <laughs> you, you don't know what to say half the time. You just, you know, like, yeah, I'm always full of nerves, but I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting there. Uh, I, can always the ta- flowing. I can always take the mickey out of charge. He's, he's got broad shoulders. He's all right. Yeah. yeah. Makes you feel comfortable in interviews, and like you know, and that and, that, and that's the main thing. I'm not the best at, at talking. I've, I seem to like um, just me, hang around my horses and that, and be talking to people and that more than anything, you know. But no, it's when you got people that make it comfortable and you can just talk, it's good. Well, you're. We always say, you know that you're doing all right when we're on the phone and uh, you, when your phone's not ringing and you're being pestered by the media is when you've got to find better horses. <laughs> That's the one. So. Good on you, Charlie. Thanks for joining us on Bushbeat this morning. Righto. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it. Charlie Hoffman there joining us on Bushbeat after a big day out there at Mariba last Sunday. The winners, the people, the places and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat. They come off the back on the side of the track and Love on Sunday and Ilgotten Gain go together. Rather Rebel Losers up there too. Love on Sunday joining in three wide around them. They were followed, tucked in behind them then by She's a Sinner. Then came Divine Melody as Love on Sunday set a light, took the lead, coming to the home corner. They were followed then by Ilgotten Gain running second. Rebel Lose is third. And they were followed by Let's Run Away who's made up a lot of ground. Then Divine Melody and in the middle She's a Sinner. Love on Sunday straightened up. Said, catch me if you can, halfway down the straight. Let's run away, who blew the starters coming. She's a sinner and Revolution drawing hard. But this is home. Love on Sunday. She's a sinner second. Let's run away. That's one for the Black Book third. Then came... Rob, it's great to be able to uh, catch some of these replays. Of course, the uh, the non-tab replays available through the Racing Queensland website and also covered live through uh, On The Bit Racing Australia's Facebook uh, coverage there. And being able to grab some of these replays is fantastic. And that was a, a big, big win. Six and a half lengths was the uh, the winning margin there in that maiden plate over the 11.23 for Love on Sunday. Uh, written by Stephen Wilson, who's also been in sparkling form. I've got to give him a rap as well because he wrote a double combining with uh, Roy Chalemi at the uh, Townsville Tab program Tuesday of last week. Uh, but uh, there would have been a very special win, I'm sure, for our next guest joining us on Bushbeat this morning because Love on Sunday is trained by Alex Malloff, not only uh, trainer of winners, including uh, Paniagua, but also president there at the Mariba Turf Club. And he's with us this morning. G'day, Alex. Uh, g'day, fellas. How are you? Yeah, good morning to you, Alex. And uh, you've got a real knacker picking up these horses. First run for the stable. What was it, over six lengths or something for the Written Tycoon winner on uh, Saturday? And uh, the same with Penny Agu and De- uh, Denny's Ruler. 
what was the story with this one? Alex getting hold of Love on Sunday. <laughs> oh, that, look, no real story to it, mate. Um, my wife actually, Kelly, she found this one online. Um, uh, Bloodstock Auction, I think it was, and it was a pretty chestnut. And <laughs> um, and that's about the only reason we bought it, mate. Well, obviously, I had a look at the breeding and uh, by written tycoon out of a Sunday silence mare. It was beautifully bred and thought, oh, if we get it for the right price, we'll have a little go at it. And, and sure enough, we were lucky enough to pick up on a Tuesday night. So uh, no big story behind that one. The last time we had you on talking about petty agua, I think you were in trouble with the wife when you were saying you uh, had got it online. But uh, it's the other way around this time. But a winner's a winner. Yeah, that's right. We'll take them anyway they come. <laughs> uh, yeah, certainly not not in trouble for this one. And uh, Penny Agua, if we could just mention him, uh, of course, uh, what, what's the situation uh, with Penny, Penny Agua? He had that first up run earlier in the year and been off the scene. As I haven't kept up to date totally there. What's the story of Penny Agua, Alex? He actually went amiss a little bit. Um, now, and Robbie, um, he did a, a lateral ligament in that race, or I think actually just after the race, actually did the lateral ligament. Um, so he's had about oh, five months, six months in the paddock now. He's due to get another scan um, probably early in January, and it looks like it's healing very well. So we had him scanned a couple of months ago, and he was on the right track. We'll um, probably bring him back into work early in the new year. That's good news because that was going to be his ruler. Uh, hang on, Rob. I was just going to say that's good news on Paniagua uh, there, Alex, because uh, that was going to be my next question is what's he looked like so far? You know, sometimes you get a bit of a feel as a horseman looking at these uh, sort of injuries as they're recovering, but by the sound of it, that's pretty promising. Yeah, yeah. No, he's uh, he's right on track to come back next month. So, look, you, you wouldn't know he was uh, ever sore or ever injured. He's... Um He's the boss in the paddock. He's in with a couple other horses we've got here, and uh, he's certainly the boss. He's a, he's a big fella, and um, he knows he's just about ready to come back. I think he's he's pretty much telling us he's ready to go. And Rob was asking there before I jumped in over the top, uh, Danny's ruler? Uh, yeah, actually, he had um, a couple of knee injuries. Uh, I sent him down for knee surgery um, after his last start. We got him uh, x-rayed. He, was, he pulled up a little bit sore, and he had a bit of arthritis in both knees, so... Went and had them um, then cleaned up, and he's actually due to come back this week. We just um, put shavings in a box at the stables for him this morning, so we'll probably go and pick him up tomorrow, I'd say. No, great news to follow those coming down the track. But going back to Love on Sunday, you can get carried away with maiden winners, but this was pretty impressive. Um, have you any ideas where you progress with this particular uh, gelding? Yeah, there's a um, a race coming up, I think, in Cairns, a class one twelve fifty. Um, in a, oh, eight or nine days from now, so we'll probably push towards that. He's, he seems to have pulled up well. He's he's eating everything, and he looks uh, great in himself. So, look, as, as long as he um, keeps showing signs of that he's pulled up great from that, we'll, we'll head to Cairns and uh, try and knock off a class one with him. Just take him through his grade slowly, and um, he'll tell us where he needs to go, so to speak. It was a day of uh, big margins by the looks of things there, Boxing Day at Mariba. Just before we talk about the uh, the day as uh, from a president's perspective, uh, we were talking to Charlie Hoffman there and, and had the replay with Bluey Forsyth calling Ponderosa storming home in the last. Uh, but uh, you had Grassy in that race and, uh, while well, beaten five and a half, it still didn't look look to be too bad a run. Yeah, look, he um, he gave him something to chase. He's a bold front runner type, and he was um, he was doing his best work. But I think uh, with about 200 metres to go, he uh, he had to take a breath, and there wasn't a lot left to give after that. But he he battled on bravely. I was really proud of him. Um, Ponderosa went past him, gave him a bit of windburn, I think. So I might have to just put a bit of cream on him <laughs> uh, for that one. But 
Uh, no, nah, look, he's he's great, but he, he probably pretty much told us he's will stick to the you know thousand metre, twelve hundred metre race with him, just keep him fresh and and um, keep him ticking along for those. But he can go to the paddock now and have a little break anyway. He's he's done a good job for us this prep. Yeah, and uh, Charlie, as we said, dominated the program. But yourself and Scott Cooper, with he was the other winner, Rose of Athens, with Denisha Smith and the uh, and the Class B. It's a good little program, uh, Alex, at that time of the year. And just based on the social media, you'd be happy with the crowd that uh, turned up on the day. Yeah, just shy of a thousand. We were um, we we're hoping for a thousand, twelve hundred people there for the day. But um, we had about forty mil of rain on Christmas um, Christmas Day, over well, and overnight into Boxing Day morning. And I think that might have deterred a few people from just sort of coming through the gates. But just shy of a thousand people wrapped with that. And I've got to tell you, a terrific, well-behaved, happy crowd. Everyone there was having an absolute ball and um, absolutely no trouble at all with them. Uh, and, you know, I haven't heard any complaints. So um, we must have done a pretty good job as a committee too. And I'd just like to thank everybody on our committee for the wonderful job they, they continue to do. That We've been sort of been together on that committee now for four or five years and, Everybody's working really well together, and it shows. The place looked terrific. Uh, everything was organised well, and um, I can only see the, the Mariba Turf Club taking big steps forward from here. While you only had the three runners in as a trainer, how hard is it balancing those two hats, having your, your trainers a Cooper on and then suddenly having to put on your, your president's peak cap? Oh, I was thirsty after race five. These <laughs> 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 feet were sore. I'd done a bit of walking, but, um, look, it's... Um, it's busy, but I love it. I wouldn't change it. Um, like I said, we've got a really good committee, including Rhonda Stevens. She's our secretary and treasurer, and nobody works harder than Rhonda. So she takes a lot of the load off me. And, and I've always said I'm, um, I've got to look after my horses first, but I'll do everything I can before the day to get it organised, and, and they'll be there to help pack up after it. But, look... Um, Kelly's terrific in the stable. We've got a, a fellow working with us now, Brett. He um, he does a terrific job too. So they've eased the load on race day for me as well. So I can um, go about and do those other things that, that need to be squared away on race days for the club. So no, it all works in and um, it's a lot of fun. Alex, just um, in regard to the club, basically one of the first clubs to race under the new, I suppose, uh, COVID regulations, um, is there anything other clubs should take note of in regard to any new procedures that are uh, taking place or is it just the, just the normal uh, check-in processes with security, etc., with the new conditions? Yeah, look, it's pretty standard. They've just got to show proof. And, look, most people these days have smartphones and they've got the green kick on, security will them through. If they haven't got that, they've got to prove that they're double vaccinated. Now, that can be with a, a certificate I think you can get from, mm-hmm. um, what is it, Medicare or, or whoever it is. Um, so, look, everybody was really well organised, um, didn't have any problems in that regard. I think it's just part of life now, and I think most people are coming to accept it. You'll, you'll have the odd one try and get in here and there, <laughs> I imagine, but we didn't have any of that problems on, on Sunday, so, no, it was easy. Yeah, it's um, it's a good thing, isn't it? The country tracks. You don't seem to see the problems, uh, behaviour, etc. They have to have a good day, and of course, the features that you have on the day just add to that uh, atmosphere. And it's just just pleasing to hear that um, rules and regulations don't govern govern how we go about our country race meetings. Yeah, exactly right. No, look, like I said, people are learning to live with this now. It's uh, certainly changed the way we do things a little bit, and and not necessarily for the better, but. Um, 
We don't make the rules. We just have to sort of uh, enforce them the best we can without uh, upsetting too many people. And, and like I said, everyone seemed to be happy to, uh, well, obliging in, uh, and having their phones ready or their certificates, whatever it was. And, and uh, we had no big lines at, at the gate. and Everything just seemed to uh, run really smoothly. When's the next Mariba meeting coming up? May 14th. It's um, our Battle of the Bush meeting. We're looking mm-hmm. forward to that. We're, we're going to run a big uh, Mariba 150 race day, which is a bit exciting. It's something we haven't done before. Um, we're going to have a, a big marquee there with, with special guests and um, trainers and jockeys that have runners that day in the Battle of the Bush. We're going to do little interviews with them. and um, We're really going to try and ramp up this Battle of the Bush, uh, the Mariba qualifier anyway. Cause yeah. We're going to try and get behind these, um, these series. We, we love them. Fantastic. Yeah, good on you because a country TAB meeting yet, Alex, or have you got one penciled in yet? We haven't at this stage. Um, we are talking about it. We, um, we're just trying to get our, our backyard in order as a club first. Mm-hmm. Like we're, we're pretty much there, but um, we've, we've got four meetings a year, so we really want to make each, each meeting a year. I mean, our annuals look after itself, and the Boxing Day meeting's always a success. But um, we've got a couple other meetings where we sort of just break even, and we really want to make them feature race means as well. We, you know, we want the people to come, but we also want um, the trainers and, and those battle horses to come up as well. So we've we've thrown in an extra ten thousand dollars worth of prize money to the Battle of the Bush as a feature race this year, and we've also asked for it to be run with um, the cutest bonuses available on it well as well. So that'll be worth uh, about twenty five thousand dollars if you've got a cutest registered horse for our, um, the Mariba Qualifier of the Battle of the Bush this year. So. Excellent. Um, yeah, so we'll just run with the country meetings at this stage, uh, the non-tabbers, but uh, who knows, in the future, uh, we might look at something like a, a, a tab race as well. Yeah, it's always good to portray our country tracks and the setting there seems to be another outstanding setting for a country racetrack. Yeah, we like it. It's it's beautiful. we got a couple of uh, trees in our main area there in the venue that are 126 years old. Um, they create a beautiful shade, especially in those hot days like we have in Christmas up here. But mm. um, no, it's a beautiful little setting and the, and the track spot on itself as well. It couldn't have raced any better on Saturday. Well, well done to uh, you, first of all, uh, with uh, the winner there on the weekend. Uh, always nice when you can manage to have a, a winner at your home track with love on Sunday. But well done as well to you and the committee for uh, what seemed to be a uh, fantastic Boxing Day program there at Mariba. It really was. Thanks very much, guys. Thanks for having me on. No problem. Alex Malloff there joining us on Bushbeat this morning. Rob, just before we go, just a quick touch on the meetings that are coming up this week. As we mentioned, the Warwick program transferred to today from last Sunday, uh, and that will uh, coincide with the Townsville TAB program today. There's a TAB meeting at uh, Rocky on Thursday. New Year's Eve program at Emeralds, and I see the Emerald Jockey Club on their Facebook post saying that, uh, unfortunately, they won't be able to have patrons there on course, but the racing will still go ahead. Uh, for those that are entered for Friday there. Uh, New Year's Day, there's uh, racing at uh, Gatton. That's a tab program for the Lockyer Valley Turf Club. And the non-tab meeting will be the Dawson Jockey Club at Taroom. We touched on the Cairns meeting on Thursday the 6th when we were speaking with Charlie. There's a tab program at Mackay on the 7th of January. That's a Friday. And then that Magic Millions Country Cup meeting at the Gold Coast is Saturday the 8th of January. Now, we've had two legs so far. There was one at uh, Rockhampton that was uh, Monday a couple of weeks ago, 13th of uh, December. Rhyme nor rhythm for Brad Pengelly and Lindsay Hatch defeating Star of O'Reilly and Master Jamie in that race. And then we had the one last Tuesday 
at Townsville. Love is Blind for Stephen Wilson and Roy Chalemi defeating Silent Explorer and Star of O'Reilly. Round third in that. So these are qualifiers leading up to that final. It's coming up at the coast on the 8th of January. There's another one of these qualifiers on today at Warwick. Yeah, they're another interesting uh, aspect leading into the Magic Millions and they're two quality winners uh, so far. I'm looking forward to the uh, the ones today and at the races at Townsville because it doesn't look like the cricket's going to hang around for too long, Tony. No, no, I think got that's... got to have something to watch. <laughs> that's going to be all over Red Rover very very soon. Uh, in fact, I've just got word through that, no, yeah, that's all, all over Red Rover now. So, yeah, oh. while, while we've been busy, so have the Aussies. <laughs> No, I've got to have something to look forward to, particularly when I'm laid up a little bit. Um, the uh, the uh, provincial and country racing certainly keep me entertained. But just email me at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au. I still get all that information uh, through to me. And, uh, look, I'm just, just so pleased I could be back on Bushbeat this morning. Gives you something to look forward to when you're laid up a little bit. And uh, great stories coming out from uh, Charlie and Alex there this morning out of uh, that big meeting at uh, Mariba, Tony. Yeah, wonderful to have them as guests on the show today and be able to spend a bit more time uh, showcasing what happened there on Boxing Day at Mariba. We don't often get the chance because normally we have a glut of racing, but at the moment things are a little quieter, some welcome rain around, but it has played havoc with a few tracks. But uh, fingers crossed 2022 is going to be a lot brighter than what we've uh, had to endure over the last couple of years COVID-related. I'll be looking forward to uh, next week with any uh, any reporting to be done on the on the meetings coming up. And it did sound like there was a good range of meetings there, even though they might be a, a few in fewer in numbers. And uh, back on Bushbeat next week, Tony. Good morning to you. Good morning to our listeners. Good on you, Rob. Thank you for that. Thank you to Rob Luck, Charlie Hoffman, and Alex Maller for joining us on the show today. Good luck to all of those who are competing this week. We wish you safe travels and safe racing for the tab programs today at Townsville and Warwick, Thursday at Rockhampton, the non-tab on New Year's Eve at Emerald, the tab meeting on New Year's Day at Gatton and the tab program at Taroom on Saturday as well. And we'll be back next Tuesday to report on all of that and plenty more news here on Bushbeat on Radio Tab.